0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Chirping with ABA Owls. I'm Carla and that's Lauren. Hi everybody! Hi! So, quick disclaimer, as usual, these are our thoughts and experiences. We are not claiming to know everything, we are only speaking from our own experience, alright? So, anything we want to talk
1: about from the previous podcast, Lauren? I, I can't, I don't think so. I can't remember anything, to be honest. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's fine
0: I'm sure we we are. We I'm sure perfect. if
1: we did something wrong People would have told us by now
0: No one tells us anything I'm like, I know people are listening But no one tells us anything You know Actually Lauren and I noticed That there's less people listening in the UK And we were like Well maybe people are pissed off
1: <laughs> Potentially Maybe people are irritated with us well, they've But had no enough one of says
0: us. I know but no one says anything So you, yeah, know. you know What can you do Exactly uh, We did we did want to say to you guys, we're going to pause the workshops for a while now, because Laura and I are working on other projects. But we will let you know as soon as we are gonna we restart them. And we actually were hoping to do a Q&A episode. So feel free to email us with your questions and doubts, or even messages on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, we promise we won't reveal any personal information. Uh, or if you want us to use your name, tell us as well. Say, oh, you can use my first name, etc., uh, but yeah, please send us your questions and your doubts uh, to you know aba at gmail or Instagram at aba underscore owls and Facebook is what was it Lauren I think it's just aba
1: owls Oh yes yeah. Okay Facebook dot com forward slash aba owls I think
0: Yeah I you see it's Lauren is the this in charge of the social part.
1: Sorry, I also now, I'm like, I have no idea what it is.
0: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because we use we use Instagram. We use Instagram yeah. and, so, and yeah. email. Also. Sorry, Facebook. Um, Sorry.
1: Yeah, so I thought we would... So the topic for today is ABA programs. We're still on that topic. Yes, we have a lot of things to talk about. Yeah. So ABA programs accepting and terminating. So we'll go in a little more detail about what that entails. But... We like to talk about why we chose the topic, and I think as behavior analysts, we often get asked to to give advice on many areas and answer on-the-spot type questions about situations we haven't experienced ourselves. We thought it would be a good opportunity to talk about, you know, accepting clients and why it's important to accept some and terminate services of others, you know, because it's just something that I think we find really difficult and we'll explain a little bit more while later. Um, But it is something that is a bit tricky. It's tricky to start. It's tricky to end. And yeah, it's just something that we thought would be appropriate for us to chat about. Um, And please feel free to communicate any topics you would like us to talk about, um, you can email us, as Carla just mentioned like a moment mm-hmm. ago, <laughs> aba.owls.uk at gmail.com, or you can contact us through our website, which is abaowls.com, or on Instagram at abaowls underscore, oh, sorry, at aba underscore owls, or on Facebook as abaowls. So you can just search in Facebook. Um, so, yeah, is there anything else on that, Carla? No, you are brilliant and perfect. Go on. Thank you.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'm <laughs>
1: going to talk about accepting clients or accepting work. Um, and in usual Carl and Lauren chirping with ABL style, we're going to go through our what, when, who, how, why, etc. Okay, so I'm going to start with what. So in terms of what, you know, what is it, how do we accept clients, okay? And it's sort of when we agree to work with a family or a group or a school, okay, or whoever is requiring our services, providing ABA knowledge and expertise, okay? And we do this with what the client needs and to support the team around that, that child or client or who, however you want to frame it um, in order to be able to do this. So it's basically, we might get offered work or we might search for work, but we the accepting is, how are we going to work together okay and i'll i'll win so when would we, when do we get started you know um i was kind of going to go on a bit of a tangent here but i sort of started like when you're available to work you know and yeah and, yeah because you know when you're working for yourself you're consulting or you are self-employed your time is quite precious not that your time isn't precious when you're working for an organization or a company but you know, you've got to do everything on your own. And if things aren't getting done, if you're not doing things, things are not getting done. OK, so you've got to be really good at multitasking. So, yeah, I think you need to have enough time. OK, and also, is it in your capacity to support this client, this family, this school, this community? Um, you know, when you might be asked by a family to to they found you or they've heard about your services to others, you know, sometimes that's when you get involved. Um, another part of accepting a client would be when you commence or when you terminate, okay? So I'm going to talk about commencing, starting work, accepting, would depend on your availability, as I've just mentioned, and also the, the family's availability. You know, when is it suitable for all of the terms of everybody's schedules working together? And, of course, how much, which we'll talk about a bit later, how much intervention is required, okay? The, BCB, the BCBA, the consultant or the tutor, um... Possibly we'll have a predetermined time frame in which to work. Okay, sometimes this is the case, not always. This will of course depend on how much intervention is required, as I've just mentioned, and what skills need to be taught. How often do sessions need will will they need to occur? How much barriers are there to learning for this client? Um, how much funds will the family have, or whatever source mm. of funds available, etc. So there are quite a lot of things that need to be considered when. Um, yeah, and lots Ka- of
0: variables.
1: Exactly. And Carla will talk a little bit about terminating and when is appropriate. In a moment, she'll get to that point. But I thought when was – there's a lot of factors that go into when, as Carla just said. It's a lot yeah. of variables. Um, but, yeah, it's something that I think needs to be carefully considered because I've also too hastily – or too hesitantly, you know, done both of these in terms of when. I don't, uh, you know, I've started work when I didn't, I didn't have as much availability, and I've also started work when I, you know, I was hesitant to start, and then I never really get started, and I sort of dip in and dip out, and that's not great um, in terms of supporting, or as much time as you can give. I'd rather have another person who has more time and more dedication to that family work with them. Um, but, you know, as a person how I am, and I know Carla can sympathize with this or relate to this, is that you see a family asking you for help and it's really hard not to try and help them. Yeah. Um, so sure. you do, you end up, and Carla will talk a little about this later on, is that you do get involved in people's lives. Um, yeah. It's their, it's their child or their their family member. And there's a lot of intricacy that goes involved with that. Um, in terms of who... Okay, so who are you going to accept as a client? And I think it's vital that you are able to support that client appropriately and within your skill level or experience. Okay, and I'm just going to quote from the BACB um, website right now in terms of our ethical code. So according to the Professional and Ethical Compliance Code for Behavior Analysts, which can be found, as I said, on the BACB.com website, so that's the the board the board anal, oh, sorry, the behavior analyst certification board. Sorry, there's a lot of BA, a lot of A's, B's, and C's involved in our I field. I know it's
0: just <laughs> what the hell.
1: And every time you think you've got it, you don't. Okay, And under the heading, it's the, the second point, so 2.0, behavior analyst responsibility to clients. Okay, so I'm just going to quote because it's easier than me having to explain it. So behavior analysts accept as clients only those individuals or entities who requested services are consumerate with the behavior analyst education, training, experience, available resources and organizational policies. In lieu of these conditions, behavior analysts must function under the supervision of or in consultation with a behavior analyst whose credit credentials permit performing such services. So basically, you need to have the right education, training experience and resources and time. Okay, to be involved in, in a certain program. and If you aren't, if you don't have experience, then you need to be overseen by someone who does have that experience. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's really, really important. So if you're going to accept a client, you need to know that you can support that client in the right way and have the experience to do that. And if you don't, you have someone that you can turn to, a consultant, a supervisor, who can support you in that way. This also applies to moving to other fields. Um, you know, if you want, if I yeah. want to decide, I decide. I want to work with um, you know people that are involved in the prison system. I need to have the oh, right. Oh, bring
0: me, bring me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you need to have the right experience, and you also need to have someone. If you don't know what to do, that someone can support you through that. Um, I wanted to ask you, Carla. What do you think about the people that go into these fields and there's no one to support them? Do they go for it and then figure it out? How do we start gen- oh, um, branching I... out?
0: I, I, you know what, that's an awesome question because I don't know. Like, I would imagine that you'd have to first find a supervisor in that area that can support you, like a consultant mm. that can support you. Because you can do, you know, you, they advise you to do online courses and stuff. And yeah, and you can study the materials, but you still need someone to guide you because the principles are the same, the behavior yes. principles are. Are the same but i i I feel like I would be more confident in doing it if I had someone just you know giving me that extra support net
1: Absolutely. Uh, until I'm,
0: isn't it until you can stand on your own two feet yeah because it's i w- like you know we talked about this I want to do o b m and um yes and i I would love to be involved in uh, criminal profiling and stuff, but mm. I think it's it's a specific field, and I think it does need. It does need supervision.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm just thinking about the the behavior analysts that did branch out initially. Obviously, they were rogue. You know, they went and they were like, we "We're going to go and see what happens." And yeah. we we're supported by other professionals, which is great. And then now they're like, "No, actually, we need other people to be supporting you too." Which I just think it's a really. I just when I was typing this and thinking about this, I was like, "Ah, oh, I wonder what they did back in the, back then." Um, well, yeah, yeah, but you know, things have yeah. changed, and I think policies and, you know, codes are in place for a reason. And, you know, I think it's really important that we stick to those things in order to provide the most ethical services for for our clients. Um, I think it's also, therefore, it's unethical, okay, to accept clients which have requested your services, you know, and if the BCBA or the behavior analyst doesn't have experience in that area of behavior analysis, then you shouldn't really be getting involved in that. Um, You really need to have appropriate... Peers and appropriate supervisors or consultants to support you. So that's something really to be keep, keep in mind. Um, I think people are, you know, kind and they want to help. But sometimes, you know, you can do a lot more damage than good. And it's it's working yeah. within, those, within those frames of um, codes that I think is really, really important. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add about, um, oh, sorry, who to accept, Carla? I know you're going to talk about terminating in a minute.
0: Um, the hoot whips uh accepts, yeah. I think you covered it all. Like, if it's appropriate according to your skill level, like if you have the time, isn't mm, it?
1: Exactly, Cause, that's a big one, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have um a question. Like, so when you accept a client, like, uh huh, I've, ne- I've never had this, but have you ever had someone that goes, I only need you until. Until like the, for example, the tantrums reduce to, I mean, once yeah. instead of, you know, you know what I mean? Like everyone yes. has a client where they've said, I just want to improve this behavior and
1: that's it. I have, I have been asked specifically to do things like that. But you know, when you get involved, they, they see how holistic behavior analysis can be. And so they start to accept that you are actually improving their child or the whoever's life. So yeah, I think I have been asked that before. I've also been asked really weirdly enough. Like I was visiting South Africa once. I was living in the UK at the time, and um, a family friend of my father's, a colleague, um, asked me. He's like, "Oh, so will you come round and 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 work with my with my grandchild?" Oh, I think I think yeah. I think
0: I remember that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> while you're on holiday, and I was a bit like, "Um, first no, of all, I, I I don't understand what you want from me. Second of all, no, it's my holiday." And third of all, you know, when I met, I eventually, I met with the family just to just to have a brief conversation with them about, you know, um, they wanted me to meet their son, but I wasn't going to be doing any, you know, therapy, essentially, with this with this um, child. But I met with them, and I was, they were asking my advice about the behavior analysts in South Africa, and I was like, I just have to say, it's really, it's really unethical for me to give any advice, because I don't know anybody in the community here, so I can't, give you advice or people to turn to, I was like, if you we were living in London, or if this conversation was happening in the UK, I could, you know, help you find anybody to help you in terms of behavior, because I know a lot of people in the field, and I know a lot of people who do really, really good work in the field, so yeah, I think I just kind of brushed it off a little bit, you know, because I wasn't going to be there for long, and it would be unethical for me to start something I couldn't finish, even, and it was also like a two-week holiday, like, how much was I going to get done? Um, but yeah, it is a very, yeah. it's a good question then. And I think, I think sometimes that's why, you know, like toilet training is often one that we get hooked on, you know, can you come help my child yeah, yeah, be yeah, toilet yeah. trained? Because I've read that ABA helps kids get toilet trained. And then once that happens and they realize that you're helping with other things, they're like, oh, this is actually quite, ah oh, she's, you know, she's quite good. I want this lady to stay. Um, so yeah, I think sometimes it may start for a reason, but you slowly get more and more entrenched <laughs> in education or, or the the program becomes slowly developing into bigger and bigger goals. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I, if I remember correctly, I think I have been asked that a couple of times. Um, yeah. And I think it's also, you know, why is it important to consider accepting clients? Why is it important to, to think about it and measure and realize how much time you have and how much you can help this family? Because it, You know, it might depend on how much time you have or, you know, what experience you have, which are these things that we've already spoken about, but also what you can bring to the intervention. If you're too stretched and you don't have enough time or you're really busy with loads of projects, is it worth you joining the program? You know, if you can't commit fully, it's not – I don't feel that that's a right thing to do to a family or a client. And it's something – Yes. Then doesn't the
0: doesn't even the ethics code have something in particular saying you should not accept work if you don't
1: have the time for yeah, like? I'm pretty sure I feel I'm, like there's a, I read it not so long ago. Study. But yeah. yeah. No no no. I it's also I have to refer to it a lot because there's a lot of information on it. And there's some yeah, things really true. stick in your mind and some just don't. And yeah. um I should have actually done a little more research, so apologies guys. But have a look at the um BACB website and let us Yeah, we can't <laughs> do all the work for you. Exactly. You guys need to do stuff. Go and read it. It's it's actually really interesting. And read I think it. a good code for other practices and um professions to consider having. Um well it is
0: based on the American Psychology ethics code, the B C B the ABA code. Yeah, the BCBA. yeah. So it's and I think it's like also has stuff from education. I'm not sure. Like I know that the the B C B A ethics code is based on different codes yeah, that already of course. existed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I imagine it would. We are, we are, we do like to, um take things and evolve them to, you know, to suit us with my, also one of our forte's. Um, and how, how do we accept clients? Like how do we facilitate that? So I put on some stuff here about, you know, you might meet the client, you might meet the family, you might see if the initial sessions go well and possibly do a trial period to see if the teams, I'm talking about the behavior analyst, the client, the family, the other professionals involved yeah. work well together before continuing or committing to the, to the program. Um, yeah. I think that would be a good thing to move forward. So I um, work in a centre in South Africa where we are teaching adolescents to have um, to ex- to ex- expose them to different vocations, so they might have some gain they might gain employment as they um, reach adulthood and um we started we accepted a lot of um students at first and now we are having we have a student who's just started and he's going to do a trial period to see if he's happy and his mom's happy and the, and of course the kids that are already there and the staff are happy before we commit to having him you know stay at the at the center and um i think it's a really good move for us because we yeah. get to see whether he will fit in or he will be able to, you know, um, I don't want to say fit in, it's not the right word, but be able to um, learn Adapt. alongside, yeah, and to learn alongside his peers that are already there um, because it's a really established group and he's joining. So it's diff- obviously yeah. very different for him than it is for some students who've already been there for two months. Um, so I think it's a good thing to consider. And um, I might take that on as a practice because sometimes you agree to work with clients and then you realize how much work's involved Um, And how much time you're going to have to dedicate it to it. And it does become a little bit overwhelming. And, um, yeah, it does play on your conscience also sometimes, you know, you're like, yeah.
0: I've had a client recently that um, when I started, I think it was a year and a half ago, and, you know, I did a lot of work. And there's a lot of stuff that I didn't charge because you know you know me, uh, I always do more work than I should. Like you. Yeah, do. it's it an uh,
1: uncomfortable thing to ask always for money. Yeah.
0: Isn't it? So now on my recent invoices, I decide okay, I'm gonna I'm not gonna charge anyway, but I'm gonna just now start showing the hours because I want people to understand how much work it goes. Because I do feel like sometimes people are not aware of the amount of work that it goes into. Absolutely. It. So I, isn't it? And the parent contacted me saying, What are all these hours? Even though I'm not charging them, mm. she asked, Okay, what and I? And I said, Well, it's, I told you, it's, I'm gonna start putting in just have so you can know, so you see how much work I'm doing. Uh, I'm not charging it. I it's just so you are aware of what goes into the program. Mm. And the parents said, "Oh, but it wasn't like this at the beginning." So I went back and I said, "Actually, at the beginning it was triple the amount of yes. work because because I had to get to know him and I had to create." Yeah, now everything. it's more
1: streamlined because I I yeah. have more knowledge. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's more maintenance and yes. stuff. So. And the parent wasn't aware of that. And I, she the, she was just like, oh, I didn't understand. I, I was just surprised the amount of hours and said, no, this is actually not as much as mm. I used to do. Yeah,
1: <laughs> And before I had hours, I was, I was even busier. So, you know. Yeah, and I think it's also, you know, if, if you ever got to the point, Carla, where you would, you know, terminate your services with this with this client, it's important for the family or the them to know that the next person yeah. might not necessarily dedicate as much time. And it's important for you to know how much goes into it. And they might yeah. do that, but they also might charge for that. So, yeah, yeah I think exactly. it's a good thing to stipulate, you know, to to make people yeah. aware of. Um,
0: and sp- another, sp- sorry.
1: No, go, go, you go. I said another thing that also could help is to come up with an agree on a contract that everyone's happy with, you know. Yeah. Um, Carla will also talk about this a bit later. But this is to protect yourself and the clients or the client's family. Um, and this also helps determine what will happen if there's sickness or holidays or payment periods, et cetera. Yeah. But it's all clearly written out. Everybody's agreed to the terms and conditions. And yeah. I think it's just important f- from the beginning, and I know we spoke about this, I think we spoke about this in one of our other ones. Um, with the tutors maybe can't well, maybe it was all of them, I can't remember. Um, the the podcast. Have a go and have a listen, guys, to ABA programs. All of them, yay or nay, supervisors, consultants, you go for <laughs> it. Um so they're all available. Um so yeah, I think it's just important to to have that in writing because you know, it is uncomfortable conversations to have sometimes. But yeah. actually, it's so much better when everything is just on the, you know, when your cards are on the table, as they say, you know, everything's just laid out. Um,
0: and you can even put a budget, you can say like, and you, I know you have some clients yes. and I have some, yeah. where we, Lauren and I have some clients where they say, look, I can only afford this amount of time for a meeting. And we say fine, good. But well, then we'll focus on the most important things. Mm, yeah. And we'll do the main, like you know, you you. It's okay to adapt to each other. And I know some people say you need to have a minimum of a two-hour meeting, etc. And that can be your decision. But it it also works if you do less time but more frequently.
1: Yeah. So, exactly. You know
0: we yeah we have a client that our meetings are half an hour and we do actually cover.
1: Yeah, quite
0: quite a lot. Since the meetings became timed, we're like, okay, now we need to crack on. Let's go. Let's go. Exactly. Let's go.
1: Become you become more disciplined. Yeah. Yeah, I Time's have I have a few clients who I work within a within a budget of how much they can afford, and then I work to those. I do as you said the most important stuff, and I will also go. Okay, I'd rather forego this so I can have a training session with the team, than focus on you know improving the data sheets right now and then next month when there's yeah. time, we'll look at the data sheets and we'll whatever, review the data because yeah. the training might also solve some of those problems um, within it because they'll be like, oh, I realized on the data sheet we do this, we don't actually need to take that data and that helps the team think critically and more like behavior analysts because if we, as I've, I've spoken about this quite a lot, Carla, I don't, not, maybe not to you, but if we're spoon feeding people and we're not training people. We're not going to get robust, independent, good behavior analysts. No. We're going to get people who rely on people all the time to tell them what to do. And
0: I mean, and we we know. We have yeah. BCBAs who still need yeah. support from their previous BCBAs. And we're just, well, but this is... You should be more independent. By yeah. now, what happened in your training that
1: you now still need the time training wheels? to stand on your own two feet, you know. And if you need like yeah. don't get me wrong. I, I ask, Carla, we have a mutual dear friend who I ask about loads of stuff. But yeah, because, yeah, because that person has more experience in the field and longer experience in the field that I'll say, oh, what do you think about this? And then, you know, they'll give me the advice. And I was like, I was thinking the same. And it's often just like a sounding board that you need. But... I do think you know it it does help us be more disciplined and get better and more as you said more fine tuning our our training and our you know time that we spend um because I think that is really something and especially now with everything going online we need to be really effective and really good communicators over a screen whereas before we had the yeah. luxury of being in in contact with people so yeah that's all I have to really say about accepting I think that's I think that's it. Do you wanna add anything there, Carla? Are you happy? I'm very happy. Okay, I think cool. you explained it very well.
0: Thanks. Should I move on? Yeah. <laughs> Alright. My turn. So Lauren discussed uh, very well about accepting clients and I'm gonna discuss terminating and again the WH question. So what when we talk about terminating we mean terminating is when we discontinue services and it's usually done gradually. So just as we consider who we accept as a client, we also need to be mindful mindful of how the discontinuation is done. So it's not just like abrupt. We need to actually think and plan. Uh I've all we all I've mixed the when and the who, uh because it's they kinda go hand in hand together, so Terminating services may happen at any time. It can be at the end of the agreed period um, or if our client or our client's guardians decide they no longer require services and just so I don't think we discussed this, but when we say client, client is the person that benefits from our services. This is who we consider clients, but sometimes our clients can't speak from themselves. So their parents or their guardians or their carers are the people who employ us, but our clients, our services are in function of what's best for the person that needs the services. Yep. So, yeah, so that, and sometimes the guardians say, you know, we want to, Terminate services. That's fine. And why why does termination occur? There's a lots of there are lots of reasons. So uh, it can be because you know the guardians decided to finish it. It can be because the 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 period has ended. So like that say oh, we're only going to do this until this happens. So that's where we terminate, and that's fine. There can be sometimes a disagreement. Also happens. It can be that you no longer are. You don't feel like you're no longer compatible in terms of work relationship. Also can happen. But we're gonna go into that uh, now. So one reason, like I just said, is that the agreed period has reached reached its end. And we, we might have a pre-agree, pre-agreed time, uh, time frame, like Laura and I were talking about of sometimes people contacting us just for, oh, we just want to improve this behavior. And then when this happens, we end. And that time frame I've, might have come to an end. Of course, that can be reviewed, uh, but there's no reason for ABA services to be carried on indefinitely, even though we think ABA, ABA is everywhere whether you like it or not. We recognize ABA everywhere. Um, But it doesn't mean you need to get intense services for all eternity. But yeah. each case is different. Yeah, isn't it? And each case is different. And some people might need it more intensively uh, or longer than others. And let's say, let's say hypothetically that there was a goal of decreasing tantrums for 10 times a day. Uh, from 10 times a day uh, to once a day. So let's say they're, they want to decrease the frequency and the duration of the tantrums, and this is to be done by training the parents or the teachers or both. And once that goal is met, so once the tantrum reaches the level that they wanted, we can start to fade out and discontinue services because the goal has been met. And I'm going to go into fade and this fading out. I'm going to go into it uh, in a moment. Another cause for termination of services might be that either the client or the guardians or the BCBA aka the consultant, do not want the service to carry on. So, And this can be due to a number of reasons. Uh, It can be the BCBA is leaving the program, either they're moving away or they're too busy. Um, It can be that the parents are not happy anymore or that they just don't want to spend that much money, which is fine. But either way, there should be enough notice given by both parts. And usually the BCBA will try to put parents in touch with another BCBA to carry on the services if that's what they want. But it might happen that the person or the people hiring the BCBA don't want to carry on with ABA. Either way, again, BCBA, all the B's and the A's and the C's. Oh,
1: my days. (laughs) Either way, the
0: BCBAs are required by the ethics code to facilitate finding another BCBA to take over and to keep the intervention records for at least seven years. So Mm -hmm. even when we leave a... Isn't it? Even when we leave (laughs) a program, we have to keep the records for seven years because the new BCBA or the new people might need them. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's always important to keep the records. And then after seven years, we can dispose of them, I think. Shred. Evil shredder. Uh, There is a situation, though, that I do want to share... Um, and it's regarding when termination occurs, not on the best terms, but I think it is important to talk about the, when this happens. Um, this was something I was involved in a few years ago, and it was one of my first programs as a supervisor. So I usually mention a contract when I start a new program. And like Lauren mentioned about having a a, a trial period, I also like to give people like a two-week period, uh, so they can see how I work, and if they want to keep me, uh, and you know, I, if they want, and I make it clear, like, look, this is a trial period, and then at the end, let's talk about if you're happy or if you'd, if you'd like help to find another person that you might find you might be more comfortable with, which is fine. Again, it's not offensive. It's all about work. This is about helping our client. It's not about our egos. So it is important to give people that that comfort Amen. of. Isn't it? Of, you know, you can choose someone else, it's fine. So, and after the two-week period, that's when I present a contract for them to read and to sign. And I'm not always... I've not not been perfect with the contracting, but I've been trying. Uh, A contract, like Lauren said, gives both parties more safety. And it's normal to have a contract. This is work. This is just work. And in any job, you have a contract. Isn't it? And even though I'm not always great with bringing up a contract this time I actually was in this situation. So I couldn't go to this child's home very often and it was we couldn't find tutors in the area. It was quite hard because it was a more quieter area. It's outside of London. So I was training the mom and sometimes I would train the nanny in basic ABA. So so we could at least reduce the more harmful behaviors and the tantrums and etc. In the meantime, the parents did find a tutor Uh, And I, you know, it was great because I could prepare more targets for the program because the program at the time was really simple because of the people who were being trained weren't ABA professionals. So one session, I think it was the last session I saw them, I brought up the topic of the contract. And a few days later, the parents emailed me saying they had decided to go with another BCBA. So the tutor who had been recently hired had brought her consultant into the program And, basically, I was dismissed over email. But what's even more serious to me was that this wasn't the first time this particular tutor had done this. Uh, I found out later that this behaviour had occurred with another supervisor, whom I know, in a different programme. So, I just want to say, let me make something very clear, and maybe that's why we haven't been popular in the UK lately, because of what we're saying. I don't care, sorry. Uh, This this type of behaviour... Is inappropriate, is unprofessional, and it's unethical. This is not right. First off, having two, behave, two ABA programs occurring simultaneously without everyone knowing about it will be problematic for the learner. And for me this is the most critical part, was that another ABA program had been started behind my back with the same child. And it's not about me, it's about you're confusing the child because when you have different procedures with the same child, like it's conflicting, it's, it's not right. Um, I personally didn't, I don't think it's right. And secondly, if you want a different consultant, all you have to do is communicate that to your current consultant. It's not offensive wanting to work with another professional, but I think it is really offensive to dismiss someone in this matter. This is work, it's not personal, so you have every right to change the people who supply the services, but I just just ask you, don't do it this way, because it's not nice for anyone, and communicate your wants clearly, and be fair. Um, Like the saying goes, do unto others what you would have done unto you, and can you actually imagine, you started a new job, let's say in an office or a cafe or whatever, and when you ask about the contract, they email you to say, oh, you don't have to return, like this is the equivalent of that situation, and on a personal personal note, yeah, it was really hard for me i I felt really upset over it, but it wasn't, but it was more because if they had just told me, "Look, we would rather work with someone else i I would have been fine, and I actually did give them the freedom to say that to me, so this can happen sometimes when you're especially when you're a freelancer. And it can be really hard emotionally to deal with and you just need to remind yourself what's what's gonna be what's good for the client, that's our priority, what's best for the client, but we also can't neglect basic human interactions and considerations where you know you you should respect each other. It's even though it's work, yes, also have the minimum decency, decency of saying we wanna go another way. Which is fine. It's just it, but it it happens, and this i this attitude of the tutor bringing in a new consultant behind my back and running another program behind my back. That's honestly, if you have a tutor who's done that, and you've accepted it, I'm telling you, you're working with the wrong people, because that is as far from transparent and honest as you can get. Like it's not it's not right. So some so sorry if if you have someone who's done that in your life, I'm I'm telling you that's not the right attitude to have. Even if the BCBA or the or the supervisor are not good, then you ju- you could just say we're not happy. And I've had a, and I know a family that wasn't happy with their BCBA, and they just they said, look, we just need to come up with a plan to fade out and they did and they said look we will not l- longer require your services and I just think stealing because there's a difference between a, C- a BCBA who never shows up and that doesn't do anything and just gets the money for not doing anything and there's a difference between a BCBA who actually does the work but is then replaced without much note, like with barely any notice just because
1: it's not, you know what I mean? I don't know if I'm explaining it right. Yeah, no, I think, no, I think you're right. I think it's, you know, it's just, it's common decency, isn't it? It's, um, as you just said, being transparent. And you know what? Like, we are very, we work with kids who tell us they hate us to, their, to our faces and punch us. You know, like <laughs> we are used to, you know, honesty. So we don't. I mean, that's just me. I mean, I just, you know, we're used, to, <laughs> we're used to hearing things, you know, and we're used to explaining things quite honestly to, to young people that we work with who find social norms confusing. So, you know, just be, just say, oh, I'd, I would prefer if we had this lady because of A, B, and C. And you're like, okay. Like, it would still be hard, but at least you'd know. And it would, you know. Yeah. I think – even though it may be difficult to explain difficult things to someone's face it's a it's it's decent it's a decent way of doing things as yeah. opposed to you know i don't want to say taking the cowardly option, but like emailing someone after the fact delivering news like that, and even though you know some of these things need to be in writing, it doesn't need to be the first instance of hearing about it <laughs> Do you know there's ways yeah. it means that things can be explained to people without it you know, having yeah. to... I, I mean, yeah.
0: there there are situations and situations, and I've I've been in, in a situation where the family I was working for was so unreasonable and so demanding that speaking to them, that they just pretended they didn't remember what I said, so I had to do everything in writing. And I remember one particular exchange where, you know, there was just... I remember they were, I felt they were being so, infle- like, so unreasonable, so demanding, I said, look, I need to know by this time, because I need to plan my life and their response was so rude in such a way that i said i'm sorry i don't i don't i don't feel comfortable going back and working with you under these circumstances and i think it was the the first time that i actually done that cuz i was just so mm. I, like it, it doesn't like just be you know it doesn't mean that you have to take everything it doesn't mean that if someone is being horrible to you that you need to still go and put yourself through it none of that but when no one has done anything when it's just yeah you know it it, situations there are different situations and I think we need to look at them from you know both viewpoints but if you've been honest and you've said I want to leave or I you know what or, or I don't I don't like this, or I prefer to work with someone else and then the other party is still being very unreasonable, then yes, I think you'd have
1: yeah. enough
0: cause to be like, yeah, we need to I need to step back and not do this. Um but it's just thinking about, you know, be honest, be clear, be transparent. And if, if being honest and being clear doesn't work, then the relationship doesn't work. Yeah. You know? Isn't it? So just to end on the terminating, so how do we discontinue services? I I mentioned the term fading out earlier. So termination of services should occur gradually. So ideally, the client and the BCBA have agreed on an ending period and preparations are done to decrease the services. I don't think there's a, a standard set time, you know, standard time frame for this. But personally, I would think four to six weeks would be a minimum to discontinue services. I know this is not always possible, um, but I think this would be a good amount of time where you, you know, you might decrease the duration of the sessions and then the frequency or the other way around. Um, later on, there might be only I need to do a follow up or check up session. And if the target behavior is being maintained with this gradual decrease, then it's safe to discontinue the services. And sometimes the behavior regresses, in which case the consultant will ascertain why the regression is happening, and they will determine if the discontinuation needs to be slower than it's actually been. And even though this is what should ideally happen, it doesn't mean it's always the case. We do need we do need to consider the life factor. For example, um, sometimes the client's guardians can't afford to carry on ABA services, or they might just even want to stop suddenly. And there are some BCBAs that just get so be- busy that they stop replying or showing up. And this is something that should not be happening, by the way. Uh, hence why contracts are so important, you know, to prevent these kind of situations. But either way, terminating services, much like accepting services, is something that should be planned and thought of. You know, you need to
1: consider it mm. properly. Yeah. But but yeah I think that's it for me. Yeah, I just I just as you were talking I was like I really remember I was in a project where we did this proper fade out thing and it actually was very successful. So I'll I'll, mm. I'll add it in now if you want. Um I was supporting a student to be transitioning back into school. He'd been out of school for a period of time for various reasons. And so mm. I worked with him every day, um 5 days a week when he would have been in school. And then um Oh I
0: remember yeah,
1: yeah so this is the initial phase so I formed the relationship with him and developed the behaviour plan and the program and blah 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 and then um worked closely with the school to um you know try and work on the same kind of content that he'd be learning in school. And then the school mm-hmm. provided me with a tutor, let's say tutor, but you know, they have other terms, but he's one to one. So this this person would be assigned to him, would be his aide at school. And so I worked closely with this person and trained the person to be, feel confident and comfortable enough to, to replace me basically. So it was just basically working with him and working with this, this person. Um, and then, so that I sort of, sort of fading myself out as the primary, you know, intervention person, person that's a applying the intervention and um, training this other person to take my place. So that was the first step of the fading out. And I was still doing five days a week with with, um, the aide and the student, And then when we were in school, I started to do less days at school. So first of all, it was like the frequency of me and then it was the frequency of the duration of time at days um, at school. Mm -hmm. And then we got to a point where the, the person was competent enough through a series of, you know, training sessions and reviewing things and training, you know, like actual theory training as well as practical training, um, was competent enough to run the program and all the behavior plans and things um, on their own, then I would drop in. So I'd do um, once a week or twice a week I'd go in. And then it was, you know, I think it was three times a week and then it was twice a week and then it was once a week and then it was once every two weeks. Mm -hmm. So there's your fading out plan. And then it was, you know, um, I didn't go in to school. I would um, speak to the aid um over I think it was I can't remember how we communicated, but it was just to to check in to see how things were going. I think there was once a once a month or something. Um but yeah, completely faded out. And it was a very successful because it was and it took us a long time, Carla can, can confirm. It was almost a yeah. the, it was almost a whole academic year. Um yeah, and yeah. I think the fade out started from the nine months <laughs> downwards. Um and then it was like, you know, gradually fading in and then he was a full-time in school he wrote exams in school um and all that kind of thing so he it was a really 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 successful um fading out plan I mean I still would see him and we missed I missed him because he was wonderful um I mean he was difficult don't get me wrong but he was amazing he had a lot of potential and um he He has reached a lot of that potential. And, um, yeah, I think that was a good way to describe it. I've also done another one when I was in school. But, yeah, a fading out plan that actually was very successful. Yeah. Uh, But these things, as Carlos mentioned, need to be thought about when you start. It can't just be, like you said earlier, you know, those indefinite services because that's kind of – not setting up this person for life. Not not everybody's yeah. going to have someone for the rest of their life supporting them. So we've got to think about these things and dynamics and as you grow and all those kind of things. And, and of course, funds. I mean, you know, <laughs> being able to fund this yeah. kind of thing is extremely expensive. And in the UK, most of it is self-funded. I know in other countries, um, insurances pay and... Um, you know, there's other other um faculties or whatever that pay, but in, in the UK it's often is um family supported, yeah. so it can be very, very expensive.
0: An ABA is not
1: magic. We don't
0: just wave a magic wand and a fairy wand and it's done. It's a lot of work and A lot
1: of hard work. A lot of
0: a lot of planning. Uh-huh. Um on then- an On that note, do you want to do your end thoughts?
1: Yeah, I just had a brief thing to say. And and, uh, Mm. as I've just said, we've had success of fading our plans. Um, I think we need to be better at fading out our plans. And as a field, Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about ABA and our interventions. We really need to think long term and really start thinking about the future versions of the clients we have. Um, And I always say that to parents. I say, I'm not worried about your... 12-year-old or your 8-year-old or your 3-year-old. I'm worried about your 33-year-old or your, you know, 43-year-old. I'm thinking about the long-term effects of how we can support you and the client to be the best or be the most independent as possible. So, yeah, you know, we're working closely with families and clients and we should be working towards being able to give timeframes and what services or when services should be terminated. And I think we're very good at starting and improving and we really need to focus on fading out and empowering others to be able to do that. It's a big passion of mine. So those are my end thoughts.
0: Yeah, mine are more towards them um, also about work. But it's, you know, I would say give ABA professionals the same consideration you'd give your coworkers because we know that we become very intertwined with people's personal lives because it's about their children or, you know, are the family members. But to us, it's work. We don't mean in a bad way. It doesn't mean we don't care about people, but it is work for us. So accepting and terminating services does require planning and consideration. It shouldn't be a rush, uh, r- rushed, nor a rushed, a rushed decision. Uh, and yes, you do need to think about how you are treating people? Like you need, you know, it, again, it's work, it's professional. If you're not sure how to act, think about how would you act if this was in your workplace. If you said, I don't want to work with this person anymore, how would you react at work? And, you know, if you're not happy with something, like, it's, it's, I know it's hard for a lot of people, for people who hire us to think about these things. Um, and, also, and sometimes for the tutors and BCBAs out there, but this is all about work. Mm. Uh, and some some behaviors should be thought of before they're actually executed because we've Laura and I have felt it firsthand how how hard it is when people don't seem to respect you or the work you do mm. uh, and we don't want that we want everyone to have their voice and we want everyone to be respectful of each other because the the at the end of the day we just want to improve. A person's life. We just mm. want to help someone, isn't it? Definitely. Uh, so we don't have, well, we don't have any book suggestions. Sorry, guys, it's been busy. And also, so just go
1: and have a listen to our The Hoot Chronicles, yeah. guys. Listen to Plug our it. other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so have a listen to it. there's some really like there's some there's some interesting stuff we talk about and various levels. So there's stuff for ABA professionals, there's stuff for beginners to ABAs, people who are wanting to know about more about ABA. So the Hoot Chronicles mm-hmm. can be found under Chirping with ABA Isles on Apple iTunes, have a podcast iTunes, etc. Or by Podbean or our website. Um and also please contact us guys if you have questions, queries, you want to tell us stuff. Um it's yeah we as we mentioned earlier, but it's aba.owls.uk at gmail.com. Our website is abaowls.com Um and also check out our, our website for more information about our online workshops when we'll be starting again. Um anyone can join, but yeah, we'll we'll give you more content later on. Um thank you so much for for listening. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and our next podcast episode will be next month, so it will be First month it will be in June. <laughs> well, you'll get the notification. Uh, no. feel free to email. Yeah, feel free to email us or message us on Instagram at aba underscore owls. We've mentioned we want to do q and A Q&A episode, so please email us your questions, even if they're not nice, even if they're against ABA or if they're controversial. We love a bit of controversy. We don't shy away from a challenge. So you don't have to be in agreement with us. You can just be talking about stuff that you think you don't, you know, that you don't agree that you've said. Um, and a big thank you to everyone who was listening. We're very grateful. The UK, I'm so sorry. We've lost you. Like literally <laughs> we've like the UK has, has given up on us. I think.
1: Yeah. But you know what? Like, they uh, prob- I think they've been listening to us. They're longer. So they, you know, they're longer listening. Yeah, I don't know. They're fed up. Yeah, they're fed up with I us. I don't know. I'm hoping that they aren't. Like, come on, guys. Give us a solid. You know, do us a solid and keep listening. Um, (laughs) You know.
0: Well, yeah. Well, rate, like, and subscribe to us. Chirping with ABLs, like Lauren mentioned. iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, Podbean, our website. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Or not, like, that's fine, I can edit this out, so I can put it at the end at the bloopers, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, uh, Our podcast next month will be uh, the first Monday of June. I can't remember. Do you no. have a calendar? I don't can know, I don't you? have a calendar,
1: hold on, hold on. Oh, bloody, Yeah, bloody June, roll. June, first Monday is the 7th of June. 7th of June, wow, a long way. Yeah, okay, because so the Tuesday is we'll the first, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. should we should we do it, should we do the thirty first of May? Should we do an, like an exception? What do you think?
1: Yeah, if you want to, I don't mind. If you if we print it and all that, I don't know. Oh, we can decide later. Yeah. It's fine.